step Rush into my driveway In the rush I took the highway Show you how it's done the right way Yeah, yeah, all these people looking sideways Eating me some Chinese while I'm laughing as they work on it This is so exciting, this is life going full circle yeah. Hey, pajamas, looking rainbows Let's go watch by me this Welcome to week number 163 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Hey, Steve. Hello. How is it going? Hello. It's going well. How are you? How was your uh, wrestling event this week? Pretty good. Went to the little good. AEW. Good. We, uh, we got there early and got to uh, meet a bunch of people out front or like saw some pictures. Side, so that's always cool. Saw some pictures. Yeah, that looked fun. I think I only chose to get my photo with two people, but I could have gotten more. I, f- I only saw one that you were like in the photo with. I don't know who the second person. Uh, I have my photo with uh, one of the FTR guys too. Oh, you know what? I, I think I did see that. I, I don't even know that. if I posted it. You might not have, but for some reason, I'm, maybe it's just because you posted the other addition to your collection yesterday that I'm thinking that I saw that. Could have been that. Hey, uh, we are not a wrestling podcast. We're a TGIF podcast. What? We go back, we watch all TGIF 30 years after it airs, and uh, this week is no different because we're going to watch a whole bunch of shows, four of them, all new episodes, back in 1992. All new, all, well, not all Halloween, but we get some Halloween episodes. Yeah, these episodes would have aired October 30th, 1992, three out of four Halloween episodes. I'll take it. Hey, uh, thanks to EJ for the theme song this week. Thank you, EJ. You can send us your version of the theme song. It's easy to do. TGIFcast at gmail.com. You can email it right over there. And while you're doing that, subscribe to us on all social media at TGIFcast. Dot com. Not, not again. It's not, <laughs> it's not dot com. No dot com. I'm just kidding. Uh, so Travis said these episodes aired, what'd you say? October the 30th? 30th. October 30th. Uh, we do like to see what was going on in the world that week, 30 years ago. And on October 24th, they pulled it off. The Blue Jays became your World Series champions. Go. Jays? Go Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays. Go T-Dot. You ever call it T-Dot? I don't know what T-Dot means. It's Toronto. No. It's the slang for Toronto. Dot com. T-Dot-com. And uh, October the 27th, uh, Tipper Gore, you might know her as the uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. wife Baby of got back. Al Gore at some point. They're not still married, are they? they I have no idea. They might be. Um, she made the news because she admitted to putting black tape over the clock on her VCR because she couldn't get it to stop blinking. That's a news story for you. What? She didn't know how to like change the clock, so she just put black tape over the VCR so it would stop. No, I understand that part. How that that was a news story? That was a news story. That was a big event in uh, this week thirty years ago. Find me, find me one person that had a VCR in their bedroom that didn't have black tape over the. I definitely, I definitely did not have black tape over the clock. Because find me an adult that that didn't, or something blocking it, something. I mean. I can probably find a lot of them. Well, I'm glad it made the news. What about movies and music? Anything new this week? Same old, same old. I'm trying old. to see if they. I'm trying to see if they are still. Oh no, they did get divorced. Uh yeah, same old, same old. Under Siege movie, Men of the Road song. 
Uh, we do have a birthday. We got yeah. a big birthday. Yeah. One of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we posted on Facebook, so it's not a huge surprise, but, um, Brooke Thies, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brooke. Sunday, October 23rd. Um, it looked like she celebrated it at a convention, which was cool. Got to hang out with a lot of her, people she knew from, from her movies. And, uh, hopefully we'll get her back on. I want to get her back on to talk that show that starts in the, in the spring that she was on with Matthew Perry. I want, I want her back on the, I have her back on the podcast. a feeling it'll happen. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen sooner than later. <laughs> get ahead of it. Uh, all right. Plus because, because I think we don't have all the episodes. I don't want to see if she's got any of them. She probably doesn't. But it doesn't. You never know. I want to ask. Never know. I want to ask. All right. So that's that. That's all out of the way. It's time to talk some episodes. Like we said, it's Halloween week. We might have some Halloween episodes. It's a full week of shows. We've got Brent. already said we got three. We got three episodes that are Halloween episodes. Spoiler. No spoilers. It's good stuff. Three Halloween episodes. I'm excited. Your eight o'clock slot. It's Family Matters. Season four, episode six. Whose kid is it? Anyway, that's the name of the show. I guess whose line is that? Was that out at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a play on on that. Um, it starts off. Uh, we've got a Winslow pumpkin contest going on. Carl and Steve are your judges, the competitors. First up, we've got Richie and Rachel. They make a pumpkin. Then we've got good Judy pumpkin and Harriet. They make another jackal lantern. Solid pumpkin. Then we have Laura and Eddie. They carved Steve Urkel into the pumpkin and everyone screams as it's revealed. Terrifying. It's terrifying. That's your winner. The Steve Urkel pumpkin by Laura and Eddie. It was good. There was a weird cut. The way that they like panned up to these pumpkins was really strange, but whatever. It was fun. Uh, so then we get our theme, and after that we come back to uh, Harriet coming downstairs. She's looking real tired, too. Uh, the rest of the family's yeah. eating breakfast. And uh, she says she hasn't been sleeping, so something's going on. And Carl mentions uh, also she needs to wake her ass up because uh, <laughs> we got this Halloween bash at the police station that you need to be ready to jive go to thing dance. They need to be. She needs to be able to do the Winslow rumba, and evidently this is done on top of the tables, and they do it every year. So she better be prepared. Um, we also find out here that uh, Richie's pretty excited to go trick-or-treating, and especially because Eddie has promised him that uh, he will take him this year. But when Richie reminds him of this, he's like, I'm sorry, little buddy. I forgot. I got this Halloween party I got to, so I'm not going with you. Reminds me a lot of last week's episode of Camp Wilder. Uh, Richie starts to leave the room all sad, and then Eddie's like, you know what? Be ready at six. I'm taking you trick-or-treating and the two hug. I mean, look, Eddie Eddie played this wrong to begin with. You can easily take a child trick-or-treating, come back, and go to a party all the same night. You don't you don't have to make a, you don't have to make it feel bad to begin with. Hey, I'm having a Halloween party on Saturday and mine starts at five. Yeah, but it's you're also not, not, not on that's Halloween. also not Halloween. And secondly, somebody can still come to your party or somebody can still take their kid trick-or-treating at five, be done by six thirty, seven at the latest, and you would still be at your house hanging out. It's true. Um, so then we uh, go to later that night. Uh, Harriet's wide awake once again in bed. Carl's snoring, and I thought that's what they were going to go with. Is like right? the reason why she can't sleep is because he snores so loud. But no, he's just snoring. She's just awake. And uh, uh, as this is going on, uh, she wakes him up, which I thought she was waking him up to get him to stop snoring. But no, she just wants to chat. <laughs> she just wants to have a little conversation like, at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm up. I'm awake. Let's talk. 
then we get a ladder at the window, and we know, of course, it's Steve Urkel, who uh, says his motion sensor device got triggered. Did we ever find out what triggered it? No, no, but I think it was, I think that there are multiple devices throughout the house, and because he mentioned something right here, but no, no, we don't find out what the actual trigger was for the device. Yeah, we definitely do find out, though, that there are multiple sensors throughout this house, because Steve has noticed that the uh, bedroom sensor has not been triggered <laughs> lately, which he uh, calls Carl out on. Yeah, because like, oh, it's my back, it's, uh, just my back's been hurting. Um, then Carl tries to uh, send Steve home, but Harriet stops him because uh, she thinks at least Steve will stay up and talk with her. Yeah, this was good. Stay. Let's talk. Then uh, Steve starts to tell Harriet about uh, how his dad had insomnia and he didn't sleep for 10 years until he started listening to uh, relaxation tapes. That was the uh, cure to the insomnia. Yeah, and Harriet wants to get her hands on some so she can... Uh... She can finally fall asleep. Yeah, and he's going to bring a copy over for her. And uh, I think they mentioned something about, like, animals dying or something. Was that this show? Oh, uh, well, there's, there's a whole joke about how she asked him what sounds are on the tape. And he says, oh, you know, it's uh, force being and cleared and animals being, you know, crying out in fear and pain. And, and then he says he was just joking. Did you think of dinosaurs when they mentioned that or no? No, but that's a I good did. callback. That's a good callback. Um, so now we jump ahead to Halloween. It is Halloween night. Uh, trick-or-treaters are already coming over. We get to see everyone's costumes. Eddie's dressed as Dracula. He gives the kids some candy. Richie is dressed as Spider-Man. Waldo is dressed as Waldo, which is just, uh, he's got a (laughs) paper Waldo mask on his face. And, uh, somehow he thought he was going to fool Eddie with who he was. It was, it was funny. I love Waldo. Uh, we've got Rachel coming down as sexy Cleopatra. Uh, Harriet is uh, Shirley Temple Black. And uh, Carl is Zorro, who is uh, pretty impressive with his uh, sword in the living room. Yeah. Yeah, they're all looking good. It's a good It's a good crew. And then we've got Angela. Um, this is the first time we've seen her, right? That is correct. And not the first time we... Not the last time, though, right? Uh, I think it is. I don't is think it? we see her again. Okay. I might be, I, I, could uh, be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I might be getting her mixed up with someone else, but, uh, no, I, you know, I don't know. Now that you say that, that's possible that she comes back. Get, get, you keep so, going. Yeah. I'll, Angela I'll go comes over. Um, she's lost though. She's actually looking for a party at the Jackson house and goes to the wrong house. Which, but, uh, which by the way, is the party that, that Eddie is also, was also planning on going to. Uh, Eddie is like super attracted to this Angela girl wants to go, uh, take her over to the Jackson party and he wants to try to uh, put Richie off to Waldo and have Waldo take uh, Richie trick-or-treating so he can go to the party with Angela. Right. And uh, again, very much like last week's episode. Yeah, he's able to do it. Richie's not happy, but uh, he's going trick-or-treating with Waldo. Okay, so research says that this is the one and only time we see Angela. That's fine. Three hours later, uh, Laura comes in She's a princess. Steve's a frog. He's hopping all over trying to get a kiss from Laura. Uh, Judy comes in. Who's Judy dressed up as? All right. All right. So, look, I had a lot of I struggle with this one because I tried to search. She says, like, I, I love, love you. you. All. I, really I love you. Love all. you. Yeah. And I tried to search that. I tried to figure out who this was. There seemed to be a few people online that, that thought she was Diana Ross. I believe that. That's fine. But I couldn't really place like what she was saying with a diet. You know, you would think that you'd be able to find that somewhere since yeah. it was enough for her to say it in the show. Now, 
so what I also did is I searched, I looked at some pictures of, of award shows throughout 1992 okay. to see if there was anyone who was wearing a similar outfit because I couldn't find an outfit of Diana Ross in that outfit either. So I did find, <laughs> this is totally not who it is, but this is the closest I was able to come. So uh, at the Emmys in 1992, Valerie Mahaffey won Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for her appearance on Northern Exposure, uh, wearing a dress very similar, very similar to the dress that that Judy is wearing here has, you know, because Judy's also got kind of like like curled out uh, black, you know, black hair, um, like long black hair. And Valerie has the same kind of hairstyle. And so I thought maybe she was trying to be this woman from from Northern Exposure who won an Emmy. And maybe she said this at the Emmys and it was really memorable at the time. But I couldn't find a video of her accepting the award. So we'll go with Diana Ross. Yeah, I'm going with Diana Ross. I don't think uh, that I don't even know who the person you're talking about is. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. There's absolutely no reason you would know who this person is. Um, you might recognize her. She's been in a couple of things, but there's no reason that you would know who this woman is at all. All right. So this is three hours later after Laura and Steve and Judy come in. Uh, Waldo and Richie come home. Uh, they take off Richie's mask. We find out it's not Richie. It's this Chinese kid named Tommy Wong. Tommy Wong. Oh, they're wearing the same outfit. They are both dressed as Spider-Man. Um, so unless you're talking to Richie, I guess you wouldn't know it's Tommy. But uh, Waldo got him mixed up at some point in the night trick-or-treating. And then everyone starts freaking out. And immediately they call Eddie. Uh, Eddie comes over from the party. They don't know what to do. And as they're trying to figure this out... <laughs> The parents pull in the driveway. Yeah, Carl, Harry, and Rachel coming back from the uh, police police party. So they quickly come up with a plan, um, put the mask back on Richie, don't say anything, and then uh, we'll go back out and we'll find him as soon as we have a chance. So Yep, good plan. Yep, parents come in, uh, the kids try to leave, but as they open the door, Tommy's mom and Richie are there somehow i guess richie probably knows where he lives so that's she's like well right and i'll tell you this the kids are being super suspicious and and carl immediately realizes something is going on what do you mean suspicious oh you mean like uh with like, eddie and all of them not not richie and tommy yeah 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 no no not tommy and not tommy and richie but the winslow kids yeah um so we know Eddie's going to be in trouble. That's what the next scene is. It's Harriet, Carl, and Richie, or and Rachel all yelling at Eddie. Uh, Carl tells him there is a major punishment coming, and then we get a uh, perfect Saddam Hussein uh, impression from Carl here. It's pretty bad. Do it. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not getting canceled for that. Uh, no, yeah, he, he does say that, that whatever punishment he's going to give him is going to be so bad that Saddam Hussein's going to going to think it's it's lenient. Yeah, or so, no, think it's too much. Think it's too much. So the next scene, we're in the kitchen. Uh, we've got Richie being all sad. Eddie comes in, tries to apologize him. Richie is just throwing like every line, like you don't like me. Um, best buds don't dump you for a girl. And then <laughs> Eddie compares Angela to this bike that Richie wanted at the mall. And uh, he's like, you know how bad you wanted that bike? Well, that's how bad I wanted Angela. And uh, Eddie then tells Richie, like, how scared he was when he found out that he was gone. And uh, then we get Eddie's attempt for um, an Emmy Award at this point, where he starts to cry. 
we've got real tears it looks like and uh he tells richie i don't just like you i love you little guy as tears are <laughs> pouring down his face turn on the waterworks and then he's like let's go back out trick-or-treating and i think i think they do right yeah yeah they do um oh yeah because he i uh he says something uh did you get a lot of candy and then uh richie's like are you kidding me Waldo just kept throwing eggs at the houses before we rang the doorbell, and we just spent the whole night running. Yeah. And that's the that sounds like some... there is a bonus clip scene. I was gonna I, say it cut off for me. I didn't see. It. I saw like a half a second for, of it. Oh, it's it's kind of long too. Right, so they're back it. up in the in Carl and Harry. Yeah, they're back up in Carl and Harriet's bedroom. Um, there's the Amazon sounds are playing in the background. Harriet and Carl are falling asleep, and then the um, there's a phone that rings on the tape. And the phone ends up being Urkel and Urkel or ends up being Waldo calling Urkel and Urkel is telling Waldo, oh, yeah, I'm just making a tape for Harry and she's having trouble sleeping. Um, and then he goes into, well, yeah, that would help, too. But Carl Carl is claiming that he has back problems. So they, that's not an option right now. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Call back. All right. Next up, we've got a step by step as your eight thirty show this week, season two, episode seven. Uh, Model daughter is the name of this episode. Uh, it starts off. We've got Karen and Carol. They're getting home, and uh, we find out that Karen uh, has been offered this modeling job in Chicago. She she did yeah. like, this local modeling job. They told her to come to Chicago, but Carol Carol is telling her no. You can't go. You're fifteen years old. You're too young. Let's ask Frank when he gets home. Frank comes home. Karen asks Frank what he thinks, and Frank thinks it's the greatest thing. He's like, "Well, what? This yeah, is Frank, awesome. You Frank definitely should do this." Yeah, Frank says it's great before before he even like before she even really asks. He's like, "This is awesome." She's starting to tell her tell him what happened. Yeah, and uh, now Carol is kind of like stuck because she was like, "You need to ask Frank." Frank is all about it, and yeah. uh, she was just hoping that he would take her side. And now, um, now I guess they're going to Chicago. Karen's taking her to Chicago. Or Karen's going to Chicago. Carol is taking Karen to Chicago. Uh, so after the theme, we come back to uh, Karen waiting for Frank in the foyer, who's uh, bringing down all like five or six of her suitcases. Uh, Cody comes in too, and we learn that, well, this is where Cody learns that there's no Sears store in the Sears Tower because he was really excited about that. Yeah, he thinks the Sears Tower is just one big Sears department store. And then uh, Carol comes in and she's like, we've got to cancel the trip. Dana's sick. I got to stay here with her because she didn't want to go to Chicago anyways. So this is like her attempt to get out of the whole thing. Right, right. I mean, she, it's not so much that she doesn't want to go. She does not want Karen to go. Exactly. To so this, again, like you said, though, this is her way of trying to, to quash that. So Frank's like, you know what? You go to Chicago with Karen. I'll stay here. I'll take care of Dana and everything will be okay. So she's like, all right. And the two of them leave <laughs> off to Chicago. Dana comes from upstairs coming down. Um, and she's like super sick. Like she's in bad shape. Runny nose, coughing, sneezing, watery eyes. She's got a box of tissues in her hand. Did they? So I made a comment here too, because uh -huh. I thought they were going to do something. And it never panned out as far as I can tell. There was a suitcase left in the foyer. Did you catch that? I didn't. No. So literally like 
they take all the bags and then there's one suitcase left behind. I'm like, whose suitcase was this? Like, why didn't it get taken out to the car? I missed it. I did not see that. Maybe it was a cutscene or something. Anyways, uh, we jump uh, all the way to Chicago. We're in the modeling studio. Uh, Everyone kind of like does their introductions. Like, uh, I don't know if you call him like the head producer or director for a photo shoot, but uh, Jeffrey's in there and he's got like his assistants and photographer. uh, Yeah. He felt like more than just the photographer, though. We'll call him the photographer. Jeffrey's the photographer. Well, okay. So, like, the the creative director? Yeah, Jeffrey. Like, the creative director. Yeah. Maybe. Well, real quick, though. Jeffrey is also played by Oliver Muirhead, who is in the Baby Talk episode where where, uh, Mikey... Mikey? Mickey? Mickey? Whatever. The baby. Switches place with the British kid. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dad of the British kid. I thought it was funny because it, that episode is pretty similar to the Family Matters episode we just watched where the kids get, you know, switched. But anyways, Oliver Muirhead plays Jeffrey and played Mr. Hopkins. So at this point, too, we learn how Karen's going to be this entire episode. She's a helicopter mom. She's over top of Karen. She's making sure that Jeffrey isn't putting her in any situations that she feels is inappropriate for a 15-year-old girl. Right. And uh, Jeffrey is already getting upset about the whole thing because, I mean, he's seen plenty of mothers in here before, and uh, she appears to be one of the worst. Yeah, yeah. This is nothing new. They've even got a spot that they call, like, the mother spot. So, yep. He's trying uh, to deal with it. Karen's getting upset about the whole situation. We go check back in at home. Uh, Dana now has a bell that she's ringing for Frank anytime that uh, she needs anything. He brings her some toast. She tells him uh, she wants whole wheat toast with no crust and just a little bit of marmalade or something on it. And like literally like every time he walks out the door to try to get her something else, she's ringing the bell again to try to get more from him. Really doing it on purpose, not because she needs something. She just likes to see Frank uh, getting upset, I think. So I took that a little bit different. I thought definitely what you said is what happened, but I thought she just didn't realize. I think I thought she was just being a kind of a demanding jerk. I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination of both. You think she was, you really think she was, she was torturing him on purpose? Yes. Yes. I think it's a little of that too. All right. Um, So Frank goes into the kitchen. Uh, Mark gets home at this point too. He's wearing a mask. I mean, it's straight jumping into 2020, like 2020. Yeah. Uh, Cody comes in, uh, JT, Brendan and Cody, they all want to go to the park to play <laughs> football or something, but, uh, they want to play baseball. They want to play baseball, right. but they need Brendan's baseball mitt and it's in the den with Dana and they're all scared to go in because they don't want to get sick. So Cody volunteers and this is a great scene. I love this yeah, scene because yeah. what Cody does is he takes a deep breath, holds his breath, runs in. He's kind of talking to Dana while he's holding his breath, trying to find this baseball mitt. And you can tell on 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 his face the entire time that he is trying not to crack up because it's hilarious. Um, it was good. It was really good. And he ends up he ends up getting the mitt and bringing it back into the kitchen when no one thought he was going to do it. Frank thought he would forget why he was in there. It was uh, no one thought he would come back alive, but he shows back up. Yeah, and once he gets back into the kitchen, like he passes out because he had been holding his breath so long. Uh, they wake yes, him back yeah, up. Does. And uh, eventually, they the three of them leave for the park. And then while this exactly. is going on, the phone rings. It's Carol. 
Um, and she's telling Frank how she's worried that Karen might be getting all caught up in this modeling life. And while that happens, Karen gets back uh, from lunch with uh, two of the other girls that were also modeling. And she's talking about how this girl had her own apartment in Paris when she was 15 years old. And uh, they went out to lunch. And I think they talk about, uh, I think, uh, no, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, right? We don't really find, yeah. We, yeah we, Just the apartment just, part right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 other model says says exactly what you just said that you know I had an apartment in Paris. It was great, and then they kind of they go to lunch, and we kind of cut to commercial, come back, and you see Karen. She's in the studio eating all by herself. Yeah, and that's when Karen comes back with the 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 other model she went on went to lunch with. Yeah, and then she jokes uh, with her mom about uh, drinking alcohol at lunch, but she's like, "I'm just kidding. I just had a diet coke or something like that." And then uh, <laughs> right. the right. director. Uh, brings out or the photographer whoever uh brings out a couple swimsuits that karen could potentially wear uh one's real skimpy one's a one piece and carol of course is uh still hovering over this whole thing and tells jeffrey uh she needs to be wearing that one piece and uh then they start to do her hair what she first says is the the style right now is these long baggy t-shirts with stripes (laughs) on them yeah, so she's just, I mean, she's giving Jeffrey and Karen a really hard time. And uh, yeah. they start yeah, to do like a... knows what she's doing. Yeah, they start doing like a flirty hairstyle, like the hairdresser for uh, Karen. And Carol's like, uh, you know, I'm a hairdresser and I can make this <laughs> even better kind of thing. And uh, once again, reminds Jeffrey that Karen's only 15 years old. And at this point, Karen just gets so mad at Carol tells her that she's embarrassing her and then runs out of the studio. Yeah, this is the big blow up moment. So we go back to the house to check in uh, once again, where JT is now getting sick. Al is now getting sick. Mark is sick. Brendan is sick. And uh, Frank, does Frank call his own mom at this point? (laughs) He does. Yeah, Frank's like, I could take care of this. And he goes and he calls his own mom to come help. Uh, we see, you know, we, we see Brendan, not Brendan, uh, JT's in the bathroom throwing up. Cody's helping him, you know, take care of all that. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's real bad. All right. So then they're going uh, back to the model agency and they do like this montage of Karen wearing like swimsuits and like all the other outfits that she's wearing. Yeah, yeah like an evening dress, farm girl outfit. And then uh, Karen talks to one of the other models about like how she likes modeling. And this other model is like, well, you know, it's just not all it's cracked up to be. And she tells her that uh, I wish I was 15 again like you and back at school. And I wish I had a mother that cared about me like yours cares for you. And then Karen's like, oh, man, I should probably go talk to my mom. So (laughs) she goes over, talks to Carol. Carol, Carol's she's like, I'm sorry, mom. I mean, I know that you were just trying to be a mom. And then they have their little heartfelt moment hug at the end and that kind of wraps up the episode yeah that's it did you get the uh after credit scene on this one yeah so we do have a bonus scene and during the credits where uh carol's back at home uh she's got all the kids everyone looks better except for frank who is the only one that's sick now frank is stuck at home while carol takes everyone else out to the movies poor frank i thought this was going to be like a gimmick on frank's end where he once he everyone was out of the house he turned on football i thought he was going to be like all better and and just Wanted to get everybody out of the house so he could watch football, but no, poor guy's feeling feeling bad. 
Uh, then we go to our 9 o'clock slots. This is uh, Dinosaur Season 3, Episode 5. Little Boy Boo is the name of this one. And uh, it starts off, we've got Charlene. She's dressed for a play that she's going to be in. Uh, Earl comes in from outside. Apparently, he's been sitting in the car with Ethel for like 10 minutes. And, <laughs> By himself. Yeah, just like wondering what's taking them so long. And then we find out what's going to happen is they're all going to go to Charlene's play. Robbie's going to stay home and babysit baby while they're all gone. So Right, right. And baby has already been causing havoc, creating a mess, not listening to Fran. Fran's told him he can't have any dessert until he eats his, until he eats his dinner. Yeah, so they go off. Uh, baby sneaks a cookie while Robbie isn't looking. And Robbie tries to stop him, but uh, baby starts choking which we realized pretty quickly he's not actually joking. He's just faking it. So then Robbie is like, swallow the cookie, swallow the cookie. I mean, if you don't choke, you can have all the cookies if you want. Just be better. And then, like, <laughs> it goes to the theme song. It comes back, and Baby is, like, still playing dead at this point. And uh, we find out, though, somehow we find out that— uh, Well, Robbie goes Robbie goes to call emer- the emergency— I can't—excuse <coughs> me. I apologize. I can't remember what he says. Call an ambulance. And, what's, um, what's the number? What's the number? And baby says nine one one, and that's when Robbie realizes what's going on. Is this after Dumb and Dumber came out? Like, how many times is this joke being done? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know when Dumb and Dumber came out, but this is a eternal joke that will live Never, on forever, ever stop happening. Yeah. Um. So Robbie's like, "Baby, you need to go to bed." And baby's like, "No, I want a story first. And Robbie's like, "All right, if I'm gonna tell you a story, though, it's gonna be a scary story. You like those kind of stories, right?" Right. I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, so <laughs> we're a mess. Yeah. So then uh, he starts this story and that's how this episode is going to be. It's going to be like pretty much the entire story with check-ins every once in a while to see right. uh, Robbie telling baby the story. So, and then a really strange ending. Yeah. So it all starts uh, with Robbie walking this girl at night through a graveyard. This and- is thriller. This is, this is the exact beginning of the thriller music video. They start talking about this uh, this rabid caveman that's been uh, around their town. And uh, Robbie says, uh, don't worry. You have nothing to worry about. I'll protect you. And as he says this, of course, the caveman shows up. Uh, caveman attacks him, bites Robbie. And the girl was there to save Robbie, though, as she bashes the caveman on the back of the head with a bone. And uh, the caveman runs off. Yeah, it, it's it's hopefully Robbie will be okay, but he quickly passes out. Yep, he falls down. Um, they check back in with Baby, who's listening to this story, and uh, he's getting interested in the story now. They go back to the story, and Robbie is talking about how he has to go visit the oldest, wisest dinosaur in the land, who happens to be their grandma in the story. <laughs> yeah, Ethel, Ethel, who is a fortune teller. And uh, she's looking at this wound and uh, then, like, asks if he has, like, a mark or anything and uh, turns over his hand to reveal this, like, glowing green pentagram. Yeah, it's, like, pulsating. It's pretty cool. I wish I had a glowing green pentagram death mark. I don't know. Probably not. I probably don't wish that, but it looked cool. So Ethel also tells him, um, one, you got bit by a wear, man. Two, you're cursed, and the only way to get rid of this curse is to uh, be struck with a silver club. And if you're not, uh, every full moon, you're going to transform into a man yourself. And thirst for the blood of the innocent. And also, not just strike, but like beat yourself senseless with a silver club. 
Yeah, and now they check back in with Baby, who's getting pretty scared about this story. Well, he's in. He's he's totally bought in. So back to the story. Uh, Robbie cannot find a silver club anywhere, so he uh, finds a silver spoon, which he uh, continuously hits himself <laughs> over the head with, which isn't working at all. It's not doing anything. And the, they show the full moon, and Robbie then begins to transform. Yeah, you see his hands start to turn, and, and it's not good. Yeah, he's got like a human-like, caveman-like uh, head with uh, the signature Robbie mohawk and all of Robbie's clothes. Yeah. And uh, Robbie then goes on a terrible rampage, or he goes down to the kitchen to find both uh, Carl and Charlene getting a late-night snack. Well, Earl and Charlene getting a late-night snack. Yeah. <laughs> but I know. I do it all the time, too. I Carl, do it all the time. Carl would easily be doing the same thing at this time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they start throwing food at the uh, wereman, who, of course, Well, at first they think it's Fran. They, first they think it's Fran, and they realize it's not Fran. So, yeah, then they start throwing things at him. Uh, they scare him out of the house, and they say, all right, we need to make a plan. We need to get a mob together, and we need to go hunt down this wereman and kill it. I like how the angry mob has become a a character body in, in dinosaurs. Like the same, I imagine the same angry mob that um, that Earl TV tried stuff. to mobilize. Yeah, last last week or whatever it was. So uh, they then show uh, Robbie in the woods. He finds the uh, the girl who he was with in the beginning of the story, um, scares her, and then uh, they show the mob showing up, uh, chasing Robbie werewolf man once again. Right, right. And she seems to like, she kind of looks at him and feels like she knows who he is. It's a very classic werewolf trope where like the woman interest knows who the werewolf really is and tries to bring him back to reality. Yeah. And then uh, in the story, he starts to realize that this is just going to keep happening over and over again with every full moon. So he goes back to uh, his gypsy grandma in the uh, woods and fortune uh, telegram. Let's call her fortune telegram. I'm not supposed to say that word anymore. No, it's not a good word. Okay. Um, so he asks her once again, what he can do to remove this curse. And now suddenly there's another thing that he can do. It's not just the, uh, beating yourself over the head with a uh, silver club. Right, right. Now he is, he, this is the lead into the plan for baby. So in order to remove the curse, the only other way to do it is by eating the toes of a baby dinosaur that won't go to sleep when he's told. Right. Which, the toes of a dead baby dino. Yeah. Of course, yeah. uh, this freaks out, baby. I I don't think I'm jumping ahead now at this point. No, no, no. You're you're right. You're right. Uh, and because he tells him too, like this all happened an hour ago, and so right. think like he's got to he's got to start. Robbie's got to start making. Uh, like calls everything here. everything that I told you in the story is actually true, and now I have to eat all of your toes in order to get rid of this curse. <laughs> and, Even the piggy toe. Yeah, and Robbie scares baby so bad he jumps out of his seat, grabs onto one of the stalactites above and uh, doesn't want to come down because he thinks that Robbie is really going to kill him and eat all of his toes. Typical baby. Uh, Robbie, though, is able to uh, bribe, well, at least attempts to bribe uh, baby with all of the cookies he could ever want. And uh, then he's, they. I think baby's a little smart, though. Like, he knows all the cookies are already gone at well, this point. Right, 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 yeah. And then uh, eventually says, um, you can have all of the candy that you want at the store. And he's like, well, the store's closed. And he's like, well, I'll take you house to house. We'll beg for candy until you have a whole bag full. 
which is uh, symbolism of the very first trick-or-treating. Right, right, right. Going house to house, getting candy from strangers, and uh, that's what they show now. They show Robbie and Baby uh, at a house, and uh, they get denied by the homeowner, doesn't give them any candy. Well, the homeowner, it's funny, because when the homeowner opens the door, the, the homeowner says, the neighbor says, is this a trick? And Robbie says, no, it's a treat. Or no, I, we're just looking for a treat or something. And yeah. uh, then, uh, oh, he's like, maybe next time we should wear costumes when we do this. And they're like, nah. Nah. And then a weird thing happens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot all about this. So they show. How did you forget about this? I don't know. Uh, they show Baby watching DTV, which we know is MTV, Dinosaur MTV. Television. And uh, we've got uh, is the character's name Roadkill? No, 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 no. They're they're finishing up a music. Or they're playing a music video for Roadkill. Do, uh, Roadkill is the name of the band, and the name of the song is Doe a Deer, a Big Dead Deer. And then baby starts talking. Wait, what, what is to, what is guts on the grill? What did I? Maybe that's that the name, down I think that's the name of their album. That's okay. the name of the album. Okay. So roadkill doe is a roadkill is the band. Guts on the grill is the album. Doe a deer, a big dead deer is the song. And then then there's kind of like a fourth wall break where baby starts talking to the 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 VJ essentially. Yeah, yeah. And the VJ starts talking back, and baby throws something at him, and baby says he has a song that he wants to play that he has, I guess, created. Yeah, and that's what we're going to play for you now. This is the, <laughs> yes, uh, I guess at the time, the debut of Baby's hit single, I'm the Baby, and they play the entire music video at the end of this episode of Dinosaurs, which we're going to play the entire thing for you right now. Totally unrelated to the rest of the episode.
Okay, so I'm guessing maybe from memory that they were like teasing this as a music video, like premiere the whole time. Like, watch Dinosaurs next week and you'll get to see the entire music video from Baby at the end of the episode or something like that. Do you have any more context for this song? Because I do, if you don't. Oh, I do not, no. So they actually put out an album uh, called Big Songs. And it was, well, how many tracks here? 12 tracks. It was all, it's the cast of dinosaurs singing the songs, Baby, Charlene, Robbie. The 12 whole, songs? The, the actual, the actual actors are doing the, doing the singing on this. Um, I'm a dinosaur in a perfect world. I want to be king. Grandma's coming, Stone Age Bayou. Those are just some of the ones that, you know, to mention there there's one there's not a whole lot else notable about this it came out on cd it came out on cassette looks like it came out on, on vinyl in brazil is Don't it know pretty that's available about. to buy yeah you can get it i'm actually probably gonna end up buying a copy on cassette from ebay like five bucks there's one so in the credits there's one name that stuck out to me and i've not been able to confirm if this is the same person that you would automatically think it is okay but there's someone who is credited for, with doing additional vocals and their name is chuck d so I'm curious if that's the same Chuck D as Public Enemies Chuck D. There is a uh, rap part in the song, so there is. It's very, it's very Friday, uh, Rebecca Black style yeah. pop song. But there's no indication. What is there's he no credited for? For, to... for vocals or for writing? All it says is additional vocals. Vocals, okay. Yeah, yep. Uh, and so no idea, no idea if that's the same one. Man, I but, wish we would have asked uh, Earl about this when we had him on the yeah. show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm trying did. to see. Let's see. It looks like it was in the dinosaur video collection. So it's been it's been on a couple things, but uh, yeah, that's there's a little bit more backstory to it. It's a fun way to end an episode, I guess. It is, but it's just so weird. I really think that was the selling point to watch this week. Was like they were you think promo- so promoting that this music video was going to air this week. Okay. Well, that was it. That was the song. All right. So that's Dinosaurs. We then go into our final show of the evening, 930 Camp Wilder, Season 1, Episode 17. Uh, Spirit of Friendship is the name of this one. And uh, we know we've only had two uh, Halloween episodes this week. We know we've already talked about that we're going to have three. So we're getting a Camp Wilder Halloween special. We start off, we've got uh, Brody and Ricky in the attic. Uh, Brody pulls out a skeleton. Sophie runs up and says that uh, Melissa told her that there's monsters in her room. And there's a whole thing too where Ricky's like, "Hey, don't let don't let Sophie see the skeleton because it'll she'll get scared." Brody's like, "Oh, it's fine. I know how to handle this." Yeah, so she comes up. Uh, she's scared already because Melissa told her there were monsters in her room, and Brody's like, "Don't worry. It's all there's just monster. The monster <laughs> stuff is all in your head." <laughs> And that's where she freaks out because she thinks there's monsters in her head now and runs off screaming. This was a good joke. I really, I appreciated this joke. Well, uh, after the theme, we're still in this attic. Uh, Now, like, all the kids are up there and they're looking at decorations and costumes and uh, no one can figure out that Sophie's costume is supposed to be a mouse because it's a pretty bad mouse costume. And then Dorf. We also yeah, we also find out that the the older kids have decided that their group costume is going to be the is going to be Archie. Archie. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah. Dorfman finds a Ouija board up there, and uh, I guess Beth, Brody, Dorfman, and Danielle try out the Danielle. Ouija board. Yeah, I've just I've just grouped them as the older kids. Yeah, I call them the gang sometimes, like we've done. The in gang the past, works, but uh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so they try it out. They don't actually ask it. A, oh, no, they do ask it a question. Like, what's your deepest secret or something like that? And they say, why do guys say they're going to call? So I sit by the phone all day and wait for them to call and they never do. Yeah. And then the next question, tell us like a dark secret that you know or something like that. And the Ouija board starts to spell out, Danielle and Brody kissed. What? The Ouija board knows. And it's kind of confirmed, right? They kind of get some confirmation here. It's a, it's weird. There's a little bit of back and forth, but yeah, turns out looks like they might have actually kissed. Beth, though, she doesn't believe it. She's like, what? She didn't know about this. So obviously she wasn't controlling the Ouija paddle. It had to have been one of the other three, right? Two. I, oh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. It could have been the third one. Yeah. So from here, we've got uh, they show Sophie, who's still scared about everything Halloween. Uh, Ricky. Well, because because Melissa has, has told her that Halloween, the name from Halloween comes from monster. That's the day when monsters come and they suck all the insides out of little kids. And so it's it's hollow. Yeah, there's hollow heads of kids or something. And then right. uh, Dorfman starts to ask Brody about this whole kissing Danielle thing. And he says. It didn't happen, but it could have, but it could have. And he tells Dorfman that, uh, I mean, Danielle does have the hots for me pretty much. I mean, don't you see the way she looks at him? Uh, then we saw Danielle talking to Beth and she's kind of got the opposite version of the story that Brody actually likes her. And we know something's going on at this point. Right. It's the same story just from each person's putting kind of the blame on the other person. Uh, we then see Ricky once again. Uh, she's calling different stores trying to find a mouse costume, but there are none available. She does uh, try to get a price on a Clarence Thomas outfit. That's terrifying. Which uh, she does not seem to go for. And then uh, we see Sophie putting out cookies for her <laughs> grandma and grandpa because at some point, who I guess Melissa told her now well, that well no so Ricky when Melissa's telling her the story of of the Halloween Ricky's like well let's find out for real and That's I guess right. they go to what what in my mind is probably Britannica. an encyclopedia yeah um and they they look up the definition of Halloween and it's the night before All Saints Eve when the the you know your relatives return or or what have you yeah and she thinks that she should put out cookies because now her dead grandma and grandpa are going to come to visit. Right. And and Ricky tries to tries to like talk her down from this. She's like, oh, it's not your grandparents. It's their spirit. It's their ghost. And that kind of freaks out Melissa even a little bit more. Yeah. So then we go to uh, Ricky asking everyone what's going on, because, I mean, the gang's acting acting uh, very strange, like with this whole kiss thing, obviously. Right. And Dorfman tells her that Brody and Danielle kissed and then they both kind of admit it, like in front of everyone. Like Danielle admits well, it. Well, Danielle says, "Yeah, it happened last Friday." And then um, Dorfman and Beth are like denying that it ever happened. Like they don't want to know that this actually happened because Beth, in Beth's mind, that makes her think that she's stuck with Dorfman at this point. Right, she's coupled up with Dorfman. Uh, Brody admits it, but then both Brody and Danielle then start to deny that it ever happened. And well, then, what they did not know, they're not denying that it didn't happen. They're what they're denying is they're who arguing about who, who kissed who. Yeah, okay. like who started it, who initiated it. And then they kind of go off into another room. Right. Right. They, they basically kind of are fighting and and go their separate ways. Yeah. And then Ricky tries to talk to Brody and Danielle and uh, get the truth out of what happened. Like that's like the whole next scene. 
Right, right. She's caught. She's in the den, and Brody's upstairs, and Danielle's in the kitchen, and she's trying to get everybody in the same place where they can actually talk about it. Uh, Brody tells uh, his version of the kiss first, and uh, it starts off. Well, it's pretty much just Danielle begging him for a kiss in the <laughs> right. kitchen. Like, yeah, and so he's in the kitchen doing the dishes. Danielle comes in, and she's just thirsty, and she's just all over him, wants to make out. And then uh, Danielle's like, no, you're a big fat liar. That's not how it happened. And then we get Danielle's version of the story where uh, Danielle comes over, finds out that Brody got stood up on a date. He's all alone and sad, uh, pathetic. Yeah. She came over to cheer him up and then he begs her for a kiss, which. Well, he doesn't beg her for a kiss. She says that he that he can kiss her kind of as a pity offer. There's no I don't really think he asked her. He just she just kind of makes that offer. Uh, Brody, of course, says it never happened like that. And then Dorfman yeah. steps in. He's like, you know what? I was there too. Uh, <laughs> I've got my version of this story. Um, cause I was hiding under the kitchen sink where I always hang out. Right. Yeah. And, uh, his story includes all kinds of crazy things going on. Ricky's in like a hot little maid's outfit. She's walking through the house and he's like, she's like, that never happened. Uh, maybe in your dreams. And then everyone is, um, saying how oh like great how much dorfman the, how great dorfman is, is they miss him yeah but the but the gist here the real like bulk of the story is that danielle that that brody is doing dishes danielle does come over danielle's date basically dumped her for some other girl brody did get stood up they're both kind of just talking about how they keep dating these awful people uh and that you know they're just they're just not happy and then, yeah, the nun come. Or, the, the, is this where the nuns come in? Let's, yeah, there's some on, the boxing nuns. nuns. There's some bees. There's some penguins. Well, we don't. The bees and the penguins come on. in a little bit, but but they go. Brody goes to put a pot away, and Danielle kind of crouches down next to him, and that's that's when they actually kiss. But Dorfman doesn't see the actual kiss because he gets distracted by the rug, which looks like a beehive, and then he also was distracted by a bunch of penguins that that wobble on by. Yeah. So at this point, too. Um... Danielle just wants to go back the way things were before and they agree let's just forget that this kiss ever happened right so now it's party time we didn't mention there's a party going on at the uh, Wilder camp tonight and uh, (laughs) everyone is uh, dressed in their costumes Uh, for some reason Dorfman and Brody are both dressed as Archie because well they explain that they explain that yeah Brody was originally going to be Archie and he told Dorfman that but then Dorfman decided he was going to dress up as Archie because he didn't No, Dorfman was like, oh, that was, Dorfman was like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that too. Uh, Brody and Danielle end up bumping into each other, into the party. It's real awkward. Um, They show Ricky's dressed up as like the Bride of Frankenstein. Melissa's an angel. Uh, Ricky asks Brody about uh, Danielle. I wrote in quotes, like it never happened. They're acting like it never happened. Uh, Danielle tells Brody that she's going to leave and because she's really tired. And then, uh, he's like, all right, well, see you tomorrow. And she says, oh, I, I don't know. And then as she's about to walk off, he's like, I liked it. She's like, what? He says, the kiss. She says, you did? Well, I mean, I kind of thought maybe you didn't. And Danielle admits that she liked the kiss too. And then they kind of reenact what happened and they kiss again. They do. Uh, Brody tells Danielle too at this point that he has wanted to kiss her since uh, she was eight years old. 
And Danielle says that she's wanted to kiss him since she was 10 years old. I guess they're not the same. Are they the same age? Well, so they kind of imply that he's maybe like a year older, but they also talk about this and Brody says, yeah, I was really awkward when I was nine. So uh-huh. I, I, I get it. So they go into the living room. Um, everyone's gone, but Dorfman and Beth and they try to figure out uh, what they are at this point. Are they friends? Yeah. Are they a couple? Like it's that weird. Like we don't really know, but uh, they kind of agree to be like friends with benefits at this point. Yeah. Danielle's like, can we be friends that still kiss? And I think that's kind of where they leave it off. Um, it is. It is. Cause then this pirate shows up. Yeah. Um, Trick or treater comes to the door. They ask, what are you supposed to be? Pirates. And, uh, the pirate says, "Well, what are what are you supposed to be?" And they, oh, that's right. And they both say, "Well, we're working on we're it. It's still, we're still working that out." Right. Yeah. Uh, end of the episode. We find out Dorfman did host TGIF once again this week. Uh, we do get a bonus credit scene with uh, Sophie checking on her cookies. All the cookies are gone. Um, they show uh, Ricky kind of wondering like what happened to him, and then like uh, Sophie's like, "Did they leave me anything?" And then. Uh, Ricky's like, yep, and then kisses her on the forehead. And then they do this real cool, like, camera pan. like Sam Remy style. Yeah, like, first person camera through the house, all the way to the uh, cabinet where they show Dorfman uh, underneath of the kitchen sink. <laughs> eating eating the, cookies. the cookies. Yeah. Good times. It was a fun one. I liked it. It was fun. I liked it, too. Yeah. I did. I did. Um, ranking them. This is tough, I think, this week. Uh, it's, oh, it's, mm, it's a little tough. It's I'll tell you, as... I'm putting Step by Step at number four because it's Absolutely. not a Halloween episode. Absolutely. They dropped the ball. They that, dropped the ball. That's a number four for me. Three, two, one. Let's see. We've got I'm doing... good things Go in all of them, really. Um, that Family Matters episode is real memorable with the mixing up with uh, Richie and uh, Tommy Wong. Dinosaurs at three for me. And then I'm going to go, I'll go Camp Wilder 2, Family Matters 1. I got completely different, uh, except for number four. Four is step by step. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go three with Family Matters. I didn't get much out of it. Didn't do much for me. Two with Dinosaurs and one with Camp Wilder. All right. I almost put Camp Wilder at number one. I was I was real close. They're giving me what I want. They're listening. They're giving me what I want. I want it kids. I want it kid talk, kid drama. That's what I'm getting. I like it. Yep. Uh, what do we got next week on the show? Full full week. We got a full week next week. Uh, did not have it pulled up, but I yeah, give me fun. one second. Family Matters season four, episode seven, step by step season two, episode eight, dinosaur season three, episode six, Camp Wilder. Season one, episode eight. Uh, thanks to EJ once again for the theme song. Send in your own yeah, versions. TGIFcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. Got some YouTube videos up there that you can watch. Just search Two Guys into Fridays. And we will be back with a whole full week of new episodes next week. Next week. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. Yeah, yeah.
deciding this is life going full circle yeah. Paper jerbers looking verbals Let's go watch by me It's TBA Podcast.